See any other actors in this booth? You can't handle the booth! Looking at you, Patreons. Oh, yes, my friends. Welcome to the first ever Indie AF with me, Sarah Golding. Boy, have I got a guest for you today. They make one of the best comedies ever made in the world of indie audio fiction. This show is all about getting down and dirty with them creators of audio fiction that you know and love. Welcome and enjoy. Hello and hearty welcomes of audio love and joy to the first ever episode of Indie AF with me, Sarah Golding of Quirky Voices and More. Today's super uber, gigantically talented, amazing, superhuman, hilarious, fantastic guest who is quite frankly consistently creative AF is Q Music. Cue drum roll. The owner of a podcast making company, Audiotocracy, a dropper of maps in Mission Rejected, a writer and off performer in Ninth World Journals and Deconstructive Criticism and more. A founder and pioneer of Listen, Rinse, Repeat, novelist, comic book maker, and one of my favourite writers, creatives ever. Yes, the writer and editor, make the merch, organise the online festival, producer of Oz9, and voice actor and creator of audio comedy Joy. It's Shannon K. Perry! Hello, how are you? Wow, now I'm all like vain and swelled head over here <laughs> hearing it all. Well, so you should be. Please don't fit out your door for at least a week. Hello, my friend, how goes Hello. it? I'm good, I'm good. It's lovely to talk to you. I love this is like the best Monday ever. <laughs> Well, it's so exciting to talk to you, but in, I guess, not, not in silly accents, right? <laughs> I, can, I can cobble one on if you like. But, yeah, feel yeah. free. Change as we go. It'd be lovely. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, just to, to let listeners know, so as this is the first ever episode, if, uh, if you're actually here, listeners, to get the lowdown and dirty about how Shannon and team created Oz9 from its first tinkling of an idea, and I think I imagine that, like, germinating, like, you know, that diddly Back to the Future. It's like little moments of that happening throughout your life. I thought maybe you thought it was created on the toilet. <laughs> Which a lot of good ideas are. Well, maybe. Maybe that too. But yes, you're in the right place to, to find out. So Shannon, 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 I am absolutely enthralled to speak to you. You are honestly one of my favourite creative people. And also, your heart is the most loveliest, biggest, joyous thing too. And uh, I think you're one of the loveliest people in podcasting to, to work with and for. Right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, well, thank you for making such merriment and, and oh, joy and mirth for the world to enjoy. And well, secondly, how on earth did you come up with the idea for Oz9 and, and Planet? Uh, what happened? <laughs> how? Planning is a big stretch for me because we don't, there's not much planning going on. But the idea was really sort of, it's one of those things like it just kind of happened out of, almost organically right like mm. i'm a huge science fiction fan my family is huge science fiction fans we are also huge british comedy fans we've watched a ton of it right all the good yes. stuff and and i was introduced by a very good friend of mine to um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy when i was in high school okay. and I, all these things sort of combined 
are, are the origin story of Oz 9. But mm-hmm. um, Tim and Richard are good friends who play uh, Colin and Leet, respectively. Tim does voice recordings already. He does voiceover art already and uh, mm-hmm. wanted to do more. And I wanted to write. And we kind of all got together. The two Richards, my Richard, uh, who is my partner, who plays the narrator, um, and then Tim and Richard, and my brother Eric, who had recently moved to town, and we sat at the table and kind of started hammering out ideas. I knew I wanted to do science fiction comedy, and mm. that was basically where we started. Amazing. And yeah. And how did you plan that first season then? You say you started, like, was there any, like, viewpoint to how you were going to work this and, and why audio fiction, why that space as well to occupy? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Audio fiction because I have, I'm a writer and have been for a long time, but had a very difficult time finding a venue where somebody would let me speak directly to an audience. And, you know, I wrote short stories that didn't get published and wrote a couple novels that didn't get published and wrote a children's book that was self-published and, Uh you know, had some traction, but not a ton. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the usual frustration of, of just trying to get seen and read and heard. Yeah. And then I listened to um, Alice Isn't Dead. Yeah. And super, yeah. Super and show. S- yeah, suddenly it was like, this whole world exists that I did not even really consider. Mm-hmm. You know, audio podcasts generally were sort of on my radar, but only just, you know, I was one of those people who came into it really through serial. Okay. Because everybody was talking about it. So that's what, 2015, 2016? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I might have been late to the game too. So yeah. And then I was taking a class. Uh, I was in a master's program at the University of Washington, and I took a class in video editing that uh-huh. helped me discover audio editing, which I liked a good deal better. And, you know, it's so much more yeah. flexible. You can't, it's Isn't very it? difficult to do a video <laughs> in outer space unless you want to do it really low budget, because that's all we have, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, or you can yeah. draw and do it animated, but that wasn't happening. So, <laughs> you know, audio is perfect. It's perfect because you can yes. do these wonderful things and have all these great characters and you can use the same actor for 10 things and, yes. you know. <laughs> Glorious <laughs> so, fun. Glorious yeah. fun. So your core team initially was uh, folks that you bounced ideas off and then you'd go off and write something or was the yeah. process very much your own for, for the creative direction of the show? We We started off by bouncing ideas and everybody sort of had this thought about what they wanted their character to be like. Oh, wow. They they morphed a little bit, or in some cases, a lot. <laughs> Leet was going to be not such a nice guy, but wow. Richard has such a sweet voice and such a sweet presence, and he's such a sweet person. Richard's that Leet, amazing. Isn't yeah. he? And yeah. finally was like, yeah, that, sorry, Leet is no longer the, the dumb bohunk on the beach. You know, he's still intellectually challenged from time to time but he's a sweetheart i want to hear more poetry from me i've got to say that would just be calm that's the calm for the world right this is if we're at defcon 9 just listen to leaked poetry well i'm Uh, dying to do some fun things with that with the cast and characters and 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 explore some new avenues with them so exciting look forward to some things hopefully yeah Yeah, that's superb and and from that sort of nub of of an idea then as it as it progressed with regards to writing it Mm -hmm. how did you do that what tools do you have was it a weekly kind of event what kind of schedule did you put yourself under to, to make it happen. Yeah, we, uh, you know, really knew nothing about anything when we got started. Uh, we were very fortunate, Richard and I, my Richard and I, Richard Nadalny, uh, we went to pod the pod conference that was here in Seattle. Uh-huh. It was, but it, unfortunately, that was its second and final year, right. at least for now. Okay. 
But it was great for us. You know, we got some blue jumpsuits, I think, to look like astronauts. <laughs> nice. We mostly look like prisoners, but, <laughs> you know. Escapees <laughs> over here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we went off on our merry way to this pod conference and just learned a ton. Like, mm. we just absorbed as much information as we could possibly you know, soak into our heads, met a ton of people, yeah. you know, which was great, including Sarah from Girl in Space. Yes, Sarah. And brilliant, uh, brilliant Jordan. Mm. Yeah. You just did the incredibly nice people. Like that was our first inkling. And that and Twitter were our first inklings of like, oh my God, this community is so supportive and so yeah. collaborative and so wonderful. Yes. We got to get in here. And we just learned a ton. Mm -hmm. And we're humbled a ton as well, I think, because it was like, oh, oh, this is how you do it right. Okay, fine. <laughs> Maybe we'll try that from now on. But yeah, so we kind of went out, we, we started out with much shorter episodes. They were between 12 and 15 minutes, I think. Mm -hmm. And and that was partly because we only had the five of us, plus Bonnie came aboard pretty quickly. She's actually awesome. in the first episode, but we didn't invent a character for her until a few episodes later. Right. And she became Jessie. Yeah. Um, I know, but we were all huddled around one microphone, uh -huh. the five of us, and then Bonnie's in Austin, so she was recording on her iPhone. Right. So hence the audio quality of the first season. <laughs> we, it took us a while to get geared up, but uh, yeah. But this is what's glorious. I think yeah. a lot of people do start out like that, right? And, yeah. and there's, I think there's wonderful creativity in that too, I you know, totally that agree. kind of make it happen as you can kind of event. And if that's you, brilliant, you know, right? <laughs> just learn as you go, I think is the kind of key essence of a lot of the most favorite podcasts that I've got. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> right now. And, and the, mm. the really wonderful thing is the audience and the other creators in this space are so forgiving. Like, uh -huh, uh -huh. in fact, I think they kind of love you for your screw-ups at the beginning <laughs> like everybody's totally fine if you know there's a review still floating around out there that says uh notice that for the first few episodes you only get the dialogue in one ear and the sound effects in two uh -huh. we went back and corrected that but that review is still floating around out there which i think is hilarious because it's Brilliant. absolutely true we i did not know what i was doing <laughs> so for a while that happened <laughs> yeah i love that i love that and um like as far as uh putting it out did you record it at all first and then put it out or were you recording it as you went along and put I out i think we put out we had three episodes done before we started publishing them uh -huh. and then we were so impatient to get them out that we just like threw them up <laughs> and then it was really then we were off to the races with the you know do it get it out as quickly as possible oh, and i'm surprised you're still alive i never had a schedule and yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> there were literally some overnight edits. You know, I really wanted to have it out for Audio Drama Sunday because yeah. that's such a great, rich day when there's so much good stuff going out at once and we wanted yeah. to kind of hook onto that. And Would you want to just say to the listeners, if they don't know what that is, what is Audio Drama Sunday oh, from your perspective? What, what does excellent. that do? <laughs> Thank you. It, yeah, uh, so it's hashtag Audio Drama Sunday or Audio Fiction Sunday. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, a lot of us release new episodes on, on Sundays. And so they'll hashtag audio drama Sunday or audio fiction Sunday. And you can go and just check that hashtag for new stuff. Yeah. So, and a lot of people will say, uh, review, they will recommend episodes on audio drama Sunday. So they're like for this audio drama Sunday, check out these episodes and they'll list, you know, five or six of their favorites, which is awesome. Yes. And that happens a lot, which is, which is glorious. Yeah. And there's a few folks who do their, their top lists of as well of, of listens over the last few weeks, which is wonderful. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's great. So it's a great thing to jump in on if you're not Thank sure you, of what's happening. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and uh, that's so, so exciting. And as far 
far as uh, the kind of testing of that process is concerned, what happened to that script as soon as it was done? It was basically, did you show it to anyone else before it went to the cast or did you just have a mess and play with it? Did it change much in that reading? Um, you know, it would change a little bit. I have to admit, I'm a fairly lazy editor. Um, Richard, <laughs> my Richard, I always have to say that, uh, would would do a quality check of it and read it over. And in later episodes, when Kevin Hall came aboard, he was he's our continuity guy. Yeah. And he, as you know, he will frequently start off the, sh- the recording by saying, um, did you notice, by the way, that... And it's like, oh, no, what, what did I done? do? <laughs> what do I have to cover over this time? <laughs> but yeah, he always catches that stuff, which is great. And I've actually come to really rely on him to catch stuff. <laughs> so, you know, and I don't mind a few gaping holes. There are so many in Oz 9 and and that's the another great thing about writing comedy is people kind of forgive you for the gaping holes or you can give it some very very ridiculous quote-unquote explanation and people are like okay I love it give so, me as long as you give me a reason for it I'm good you know so, so it's more like granny's knitting <laughs> rather than a hessian sack or some such is that <laughs> exactly <laughs> but I think that it is gloriously looping around and there's all sorts of wonderful things you have three seasons out now 60 episodes plus yeah. lots of wonderful uh, bonus episodes right I mean that's a lot of yeah. writing and a lot of time you have to be funny (laughs) (laughs) and I honestly you know we do at the table reads we generally have every other week uh in as much as you know time and covid times have allowed for for the the whole production process and and that's been a joy I have to say (laughs) here's an advert this is no ordinary advert this first episode podcast advert is for every show I have ever been involved in. Yes, there's over a hundred of them, and they're all glorious in their own way. And I cannot thank folk enough for involving me in some audio awesome. So, see if you can go find and truly enjoy and hashtag the life out of publicising the wonderful storytellers who make The Amelia Project, Edict Zero, Girl in Space, Albert Salix, Tunnel, Dashing Onions, Dark Scent, The Orphans, We Fix Space Junk, The Secret of St Kilda, Brick Moon Fiction, Narada Radio, Mission Rejected, Attention, Helmut Shoppers, 1994, Cam Candor, Omen Podcast, Carlotta Botox, Bells in the Baffery, The Box, Axe and Crown, Y2K, What's the Frequency, Escape, The Landwell Murders, SCP Archives, 11th Hour Audio, Vast, Liberty, The Tower from Tin Can Audio, Starship Iris, Descendants by Audible Visions, Hair Today from Fable Gazers, of course I was nine, and oh so much more, just for starters. Uh, sorry, you, you forgot one? You think? A Scottish podcast, eh? Ah, it's good. Nusafua. It's very good. Two stars. So, sorry, so drunk Helen, you'd give um, Scottish podcast two stars? No, 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 I just see... Two stars. I just hit my head on the mic. I'm a dink too. A dink. I need another drink. So folks, don't be a dink. Check out all these shows and share them far and wide so others may find them too. Hashtag audio drama. Hashtag audio drama Sunday. Hashtag quirky voices. Oh, if you want to advertise your show on this one, get in touch on quirkyvoices at gmail.com. Bespoke adverts are preferred or I can read it out for you. I got what you said there from voices, aren't I? No, please don't get drunk, Helen, to do it. I have to ask permission. <laughs> and of course, if you want to mention how much you enjoy Indie AF, even better! Thank you! That's the end of the advert. Back to the show! <laughs>
I didn't come on till I think very late in season two. Uh, overjoyed to become a part of the the fun, absolutely. And uh, and yeah, I think that's been so much fun to to just be in the space with folks, even though you know we're miles and miles away. And I do. I'm surprised at groups that are making things that don't get together for a table read because it's so easy, really. There's mm-hmm. no excuse, mm-hmm. right? And so what, right. what would you say is beneficial about having that kind of time as a writer as well as performer and and everything, all the hats you have? You've got, I mean, you won't fit in your, your house right now. You've got so many hats on your head. <laughs> yeah, I asked for it though, right? Um, <laughs> You know, there's there's so much benefit to the table read. I What I would love to do is be able to record again at the table read because I feel like there's so much good energy and there's so much fun in doing that and people building off of each other. Yeah. And and now we have the benefit of June's directing, which is just invaluable. That's been you know, brilliant. If, if you can get June, grab her. Do you <laughs> like know, she's brilliant. If you've got any kind of budget, fling it towards getting someone, getting a June on your team or actually mm-hmm. June. June Clark Eubanks, absolutely. One of the best directors I think I've ever, ever worked with, just in as far as bringing out those nuances and understandings of of the the pace of something and why it has to to build and why it, why you're you're feeling that way and questions you to make you really think about you know that absolute definite attitude you have at that point I think is, is wonderful so again more directors should be employed shouldn't they oh, on, yes. on, on productions absolutely it, it, it's really it's like jaw dropping for me as the writer feeling like I know what I've written you know I can't remember what I wrote last time but I know what I wrote this time right <laughs> and it's sitting there feeling very cocky about the whole thing and then June says whatever brilliant thing June says and I'm like oh did not see that We'll pretend that I totally intended it, you know, because it makes me look smart. But yeah, that, that she's amazing. She's just amazing. And and what's great too is this group is there's a lot of very experienced actors in this group. Well, I think everybody pretty much. So um, mm. everybody takes direction very very well mm-hmm. and really hears the notes and incorporates them. And then you can just hear the like that take was great. This one's markedly better. Yeah. Right. Like it's just it's it's amazing to me, and I love that. And I love the energy and I love the laughter and I love the fun that we have with each other. And mm-hmm. there was something else I was going to say, but I darn if I can remember what it was. <laughs> if it suddenly uh, comes back, say ping first and we'll know. <laughs> we'll, know. Um, we'll do. <laughs> and in regards to assembling like all the team, because you've added these wonderful layers over the last year or two, um, how have folks got involved in Oz9? Uh, what, what has drawn them to your fiery hub? <laughs> You know, it's funny. I it's and this is another thing I'm going to recommend to the world to do is if there is an actor out there, especially if you have a show that's already established or you or you have some sort of reputation, people have some vague idea who you are. And I think in my case, it was very vague. But if there's an actor out there that you want to work with, ask, like ask, literally go to them and say, would you? Because David Deere came aboard that way. We were. Yeah friends, but I didn't want to ask because it felt very rude. He didn't want to ask me to come aboard because he didn't want to be pushy. And so it finally just happened that we both were like, you know, really, really? And yay. And he came aboard. Now he's brilliant. And we could not live without Dr. Theo and him taking over the Tiberius role is just wonderful. Let's just take a moment to swoon. Oh, seriously, right? That voice. (sighs) He's just a lovely, lovely human being. One of my favorite people. And you, right? I was 
utterly intimidated to ask you because <laughs> I heard you first on Scottish Podcast. Oh, fun Well, time. that is the first time that I was aware that I was hearing you. I had probably heard you in eight or 30 other things previously and not known it. But uh, yeah, then, Maybe. then I went to one of your pubs or one of your many, many things that you do for the audio community and heard your voice and went, wait a minute. I know that voice. I usually hear it slightly sloshy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Drunk Helen is such an, a wonderful character and I was so excited to talk to you and I, and I have loved you in so many things. And then I thought, I can't. She's so busy. She does a million things. And then somehow it kind of just organically happened that we had this conversation of would you yes could I yes and yeah, it, I think it was just on Twitter wasn't I think it? so I yeah I think so and it was and then I you know got off and did a little quiet dance around my living room because <laughs> I mean it, and it's the same thing with Mission Rejected you know the boys when they asked me to play yes. Dr. Pickle I'm, I was ecstatic I love that show I love oh. those guys once I got to know them they're just every bit as amazing as you hope and, you know, they yeah. were like, well, we were kind of afraid to ask you. And like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, yes. Ask. I think, yeah, that's a, a very valid thing to say. And I, I'm not a scary person no. to ask. I, I, like you, you know, you were busy dancing around your room. I was too, because I was a fan of Oz9, right? So awesome. Before you asked me, okay? And I, and yeah, I, I, I was absolutely made up <laughs> to be asked. And then to, to stay, because I thought I was just going to do maybe a bit. <laughs> and then, and then I, I haven't left yet. So you're going to have uh, to like, good fun. you're going to have to like unclench my fingers from your <laughs> your coattails I'm afraid <laughs> but yeah I mean and a lot of it has just come from that you know sort of reaching out to other people and a lot of times it's like saying online I love this show Elaine's cooking for the soul or relativity mm -hmm. which is brilliant oblivity yes. you know best in galaxy all those yes. shows that you love just saying on Twitter I love this show and then having them come back to you and say oh here's some chat and then you kind of fall into this conversation maybe they like your show too and then out of that grows these wonderful opportunities to do a crossover mm -hmm. with you know the um diary of a space archivist or you know best in galaxy or whoever and yes it's, it's brilliant it's such a, a wonderful yeah, oh my god yeah. there's this playground out there and you are being invited to come play with all the toys mm -hmm. right and yeah. be in yeah. all the sandboxes and do all these wonderful things with people man take advantage do it yeah brilliant even if you have to reach out first do it because somebody will reach back yeah no absolutely so it's worth it take that risk folks of the world it's really it's worth it 100 <laughs> percent. yeah here is a bit where we look at the clips on the show do, 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 do. yeah so, Shannon, we come to the part of this very glorious podcast where I think it's key we need to showcase how fantastic this podcast is. <laughs> You've prepared three beautiful clips for us. Let's just hear what's going on and you can tell us why you chose it and why you think it showcases comedy so beautifully. Excellent. I'd love to. Oh, excellent. Did you get the mold samples? Hey, Gotham. Jesus, is that a chin? Colin's coming back. Well, sort of. Bits just keep appearing and disappearing. Well, that's disgusting. And when's the last time you shaved? This morning. I mean your face. Well, obviously. What did you think I meant? Have you ever tried to shave something you can't see? Ever see the underside of your left knee? Well, no. I guess. Men, get over yourselves. The samples. Please. Yeah, right. Got them here. Something odd, though. The sides of the mold don't match. Oh no! 
That poor plant. Calm down, Leet. Symmetry isn't that important to everyone. What do you mean? Leet, it is difficult to talk to Captain Jesse with you standing directly between us. But worth the extra effort, don't you think? What do you mean they don't match? Well, look. This bit came from the right side, and this bit from the left. See how that's dark green, but this side is almost yellow? Did Greg happen to eat from both sides? He did, but hadn't burped up the results when... uh, When... Uh... Albert interrupted. I took off of the door, but he chased Greg into the woods. Someone needs to save him. What the hell is that? It's his heroic running music! The computer fires it up anytime Leet runs off to save someone. Don't worry, it doesn't happen often. Hey! Can the theme song, Olivia? Greg's fine. Are we sure? Leet does a lot of ripping when he runs. Please, Olivia. Alright then, but no dashing off without your theme music, dearest. You're right, Jesse. The mycelium of each sample is completely different. Oh! Leet! Why am I being cradled like a baby? It's nice, isn't it? Not really. It's very hard to do science in this position. What if I rock you? How about you put me down for science? Okay. Can you science better now? Yes, he can. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I I cannot imagine anybody who's listening to that not having beautiful imagery of Leet running to that wondrous, <laughs> wondrous music. <laughs> Thank so you, John. In there. Like, who has hairy underside of knees was my first question. And <laughs> I just think there's so much richness in the, in that even short clip that you've showed us. So, yeah, why did you want to showcase its, uh, its gloriousness just to show for you what comedy means for this show? I- I think one of the things I really enjoy about these characters is that they they are all so focused on themselves. Like, they're, you know, how much better would life aboard this ship be if they actually behave like a team? Right. But they never do, right? I mean, they're all just completely absorbed in their own agenda. <laughs> things like Colin says something absurd, like, have you ever shaved what you can't see? And it's like, well, any woman who shaves her legs is like, yeah, you ever tried to shave your own ankle? <laughs> like, yeah, that's. So it's just, it, that always makes me laugh that they're always just totally absorbed in their own stuff to the point of being blind to each other. Like, yeah, anything outside of their scope of vision, they just don't see it. And also there's those rich underlying relationships of what they think of each other, right? And so you've got the jealousy and, uh, yeah, the, the absolute infatuation moments happening, which, you know, are just glorious to celebrate when they come along. So, yeah. And, and, and yeah, I think also what's wonderful to showcase there is just the diversity in the, the voices you've got there. And I don't know if you want to talk about that for a moment and how you've managed to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, this is one of the things that that always concerns me when I when I listen to a show or watch it like a television show that's been going on when I think it gets to the point where it's gone on a little too long because the characters start to harden into caricatures, right? Okay. I felt like that happened a little bit with Friends at the end with some of the characters like Ross becomes very much the uptight scientist and Monica is very much the... be any more uptight scientist? Exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And so they start to harden into their characters rather than seeming like continuing to be real human beings. So I always worry about that. And this idea that you know, you don't, I love me a running gag. I mean, obviously there's millions of them in this thing, but trying not to push it too much. So, but 
you know, so there's always this dance going on in my mind of, is it time for Olivia to, to make, you know, say that she's attracted to Leet again? Have we done that too mm-hmm. recently? Is it time for Leet to show how much he likes Dr. Theo by doing something, <laughs> you know, inappropriately physical, which of course Theo hates, you know, so there's always that messing around with that kind of stuff and trying to remind people of those elements of the characters that makes them more human. And mm-hmm. that's, I, this voice cast is just so amazing. Like, <laughs> I, I remember when David did that, I thought he'd actually like drop something or something had happened in his immediate <laughs> physical space while he was recording the lines. Cause I was like, so like startled by that moment because he does it so well. Yeah, so yeah. glorious it's voice. I think yeah, so much employ fun. Them yeah. all. <laughs> 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 and the idea that Lee just so innocently puts himself in the middle of a conversation because he just mm-hmm. wants to be near Dr. Theo. And he's <laughs> like, it would be easier to have this conversation if you weren't standing there. It's like, yeah, but isn't it worth the effort? Like, <laughs> don't you want to be close to me? Because I want to be close to you. <laughs> it's just the love story we need. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's quite fun. It's not without romance and love, this story. And we've just done a bit of a a read through now of some fun things and there's things to blush about in that right so <laughs> all sorts of fun things for people to enjoy this in future episodes <laughs> so much silliness it's so much silliness <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so let's talk a little bit about our next scene which is uh, Colin talking a little bit more kind of somber kind of feel to this one it, isn't that it is and and you know it's funny because I, I i find myself going back to tim sherburn a lot when i want when i feel like it's time to slow the pace a little bit uh-huh. and give us a little bit of internal for whatever reason colin is and I, it's partly tim and it's partly colin uh <laughs> That character, it's just such a wonderful shift. I love Mm -hmm. turning Colin into the sweet man for a moment because, you know, so much of his snobbery is just based on a thoroughgoing lack of self-confidence. And when he lets go of that facade for a minute, there's a very nice, sweet person underneath, but he's just so self-conscious all the time that he's constantly putting up that snobby front and, you know, hiding behind his money and his shoes and his tie or whatever. Yeah. You know, and so when he drops it for a moment and is absolutely sincere, then it's really, really sweet. And Tim just does a wonderful job of it. He yeah. does an absolutely gorgeous job of it. So amazing. Let's have a listen. All right. <sighs> My God, Glenda, I never thought I'd see you again. I was finally able to let you go a little at last. And now here you are. What are you doing here? What are you doing alive? I can't wrap my head around seeing you. Just there. I could touch you. All I have to do is ask Olivia to wake you, and we could be together. Happy! Remember when we were happy? Well, I was, anyway. But you wanted a new life without me, I guess. Perhaps I should let you have it. Should I? What is this room? Who are these people? (laughs) Oh my, Mrs. Southers and her Bichon Frise. Wait, Wiggy? What the hell are you doing in here? And where the hell are you? Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Tim is just so good at that. He is so good at that. Yeah, I just, I love that. I love that whole 
Tim, you know, Tim just, he can bring a tear to the eye very, very easily, I think. Mm. And I think that's what also gives this show even more kind of joy is that it's not all like gag, 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 gag. It's, it's uh, very much character driven, isn't it? And so there are these wonderfully quiet moments that are then perhaps then met with gentle chaos the next. <laughs> and do you think that's important in your style of comedy? And if so, why? What's uh, I do. What's I, you know, yeah, this is a great question. Um, I, I can't eat a constant diet of ice cream. I, mean, <laughs> I can try. Not as you can try. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't eat a constant diet of popcorn, although I'm pushing the limits on that as well. But, uh, I, you know, it, it, to me, it, I think it's necessary every once in a while to give the audience a bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Everybody stop and take a breath, re, you know, recalibrate and, uh, and start off again before the next bit of chaos, because otherwise mm-hmm. it's just too steady a diet of, you know, zany and... Uh, I can't believe I just used that word, but uh, I hate that word. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just, you know, you you need a break. You need a palate cleanser, Yeah, so to no, speak. I, I totally agree. It's like, you know, sniffing the coffee when you've been sniffing all the aromatherapy oils. But yeah, I, <laughs> I, and, and I think, yeah, this, this podcast does do that beautifully. And again, I think that's credit to the actors. And I think, you know, also folks like Bonnie, who've got these wonderfully diverse characters and uh, obviously Eric, who uh, bantering from ridiculous character to the next there's 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 so much scope for them to enjoy and relish these moments to these kind of quieter reflections mm-hmm. super well let's have a little listen to a, a final clip can you tell us what's what's happening in this one <laughs> <laughs> this is what i just love because it's the mime i just there's something so and this is just me playing with the um the medium yeah. basically like what more ridiculous thing on audio. To have on a podcast on an audio medium than a mime, and I just thought it was fun. <laughs> We're just going to do a little mime into the piece. Day. Lovely. Read. Turn around very slowly. <gasps> Gasp! What? What is it? Got a mime. Get it off! Get it off! Lead. Just relax. Stand very still. It can't amusingly imitate your actions if you aren't doing anything. Just breathe and don't move. Is it gone? No, it's trying to free itself from an invisible box. It's rather good, actually. Right? It's like there's really a box around it. It's core strength. It's all about muscle control and a strong core. Oh, oh that's oh, really that's good. Brilliant. Oh, nice. Is it gone? Uh, no. Does anyone have some coins or small bills? It's the only way to get rid of them. All I have is a 20. Give it to me, quick, before it starts walking in a high wind. Look, the box thing was good, but it's not 20 <laughs> quid good. <laughs> it's just so silly. But I I love this because this is one of those moments where we can't see what they're seeing, obviously, but they're mm-hmm. describing, and they are, this is what's so great about this group of actors, is they are fully in that moment. Like, they are absolutely believing it, absolutely buying it as actors. They are invested in that moment and we believe it because they see it yeah you know oh, and i just i just so love the way though. they did it so vivid we know what yeah. they're wearing you know we, we can picture <laughs> where they are and and, and they're actually doing all that very vividly so yeah kudos to you for making that uh, mime work in audio <laughs> <laughs> i think so much of that really really completely depends on the actors you know the, the right mm. silence the right 
intonation the right you know oh that's yeah that's really good you know and then and the whole playing with the idea of it's almost like he's got a spider on his back Mm -hmm. you know that the mime is somehow dangerous or something you urgently need to get rid of is is just ridiculous and Mm -hmm. they play it so beautifully like you've got a mime what get it off get it off it's just just dumb that they but they so fully believe it that we believe it Yes. So, folks, if you haven't heard it yet, my goodness, you've got a treat in store. There's now <laughs> nearly 63 episodes out, nearly, by the time this comes out, if not 64. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy the, the, the crazy that Shannon has created with a bunch of absolutely wonderful people. <laughs> they are. And thank you for being one of them. <laughs> oh, man, I have the best fun, right? Just enjoying the... <laughs> bathing in the grooviness of the, the table weeds is just so fun and june's direction as well you've got to yeah oh, she's brilliant hats yeah. off to june for just helping us shape it and focus it and know what our intentions are and where we're building and what we're doing and why and looking yeah. at relationships and i think yeah. the language yeah. she uses to direct us is just the best if you need a director yeah. hire june <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. just Make sure she has time for me <laughs> and us. Very much so important. Yes, don't want to pinch her. <laughs> Stolen by a load of mimes. Um. <laughs> and that's the end of the bit we listen to glitch from the show. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So with oh regards to the, the whole three seasons, you know, that's to say, a lot of podcasting time. I mean, how has your process and other than in, you've talked about bringing June in, you've talked about, you know, the table read side of things, but were there any other things that changed during that time? And you say about the quality, have you done anything to improve that yourself? Knowingly now you've kind of gained gained more skills. Yeah. Um, you know, for the longest time, our scripts were written in Microsoft Word. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's fine. It's Just totally fine if that's what, yeah, exactly, if that's what you're comfortable with. But I, mm-hmm. I finally moved over to Celtics uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, because I love that it formats for you and it does things like give us lines, line numbers. Yes. So that we can say, you know, go to line 63 and we'll start again from there. I mean, yeah. just even things just to make the table reads a little easier right yeah. i think doing that for the on behalf of your cast is a nice thing mm-hmm. so moving over to celtics was great cuz it gave me an easier way to introduce sound effects for my own notes or or a little bit of stage direction for the cast um and so that was a really helpful thing that's it's a small thing but it was hugely helpful um and i had been editing in adobe premiere because it was all i knew and then i finally took an audio production class and at the uw here and moved to pro tools as a result and you know the learning curve is enormous the daws are just they're just hard i mean there's they're rich with what they can do and that means that there's a lot of there's a lot to learn Mm -hmm. but it's it's helped i feel like i can do more but of course the the annoying thing is is that as your skills improve so do your expectations so you never catch up right (laughs) you're always on your own back yeah (laughs) right but at least i think we're away from the days where you're only going to hear it in one ear okay (laughs) (laughs) as far as the writing goes uh one thing i'd love is that i literally can hear my cast in my head okay you put thing (laughs) (laughs) but it's awesome right it's it's fabulous and it just makes the writing almost like i'm just listening to the cast talking and i'm and i'm taking notes Mm. and but what's really funny about that is then going to a table read and hearing somebody read it differently from (laughs) how i heard them say it in my head and and better and it's like oh that the nuance there is great Mm. like you know and we did you know our season ending episode is 55 minutes because frankly there was just 
there was too much that I wanted to say to get ready for next season (gasps) and too many things I wanted to try and cover off on at least a little bit or explain at least a little bit because I I feel like we're doing the lost thing where we're leaving too many unanswered questions okay (laughs) and that gets for me as a as a a consumer that gets super frustrating so I want to go back and fill in some gaps amazing right yeah exciting for the listener then to hear that from you (laughs) yes so much fun and you know and I'm filling in gaps for myself because every once in a while something will just slot into place as if I'd meant it that way and then Richard laughs about hearing a woohoo from the basement because something (laughs) lined up (laughs) and I can pretend like I intended that yes absolutely (laughs) But yeah, and I love that. And I think that's one of the the really glorious things of writing for an ongoing story Hmm. is is listening to it in my head as if somebody were telling it to me. Right. Brilliant. And and I think what's lovely about your podcast as well as from a voice actor's perspective is we give you our three-ish takes, right? Give or take. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you've given us kind of carte blanche to, to play within that. Yes, uh, the general gist of one or two of those takes should obviously contain the script. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but then you, you have um, sort of encouraged us to, to, with at least a wild take, be a bit more oh. playful. And how have you found working with those three takes? Because that's really hard as an editor when you've got how many characters in an episode you know and you've got three takes of each mm-hmm. of their lines of a what is how long are the episodes now sort of between yeah 20 and 50 minutes depending on what's <laughs> and right. yeah how on earth do you you deal with all that what's your sort of edit process there uh yeah there, you know we average about like a, it's about 25 minutes it's usually i'm aiming for about 3500 words in the script and that works out to about 25 minutes with all the sound effects. And honestly, you know, sometimes I do have to kind of go back and I hear a take on one character and I think, oh, I really like that take. But now I got to go back and change the one that leads to it to make it make sense. But mm-hmm. somehow it always seems to work out. Like I will always be able to find a take that works for the next line. And I think that's mm-hmm. partly because I have people who are very, very comfortable as voice actors, very, very comfortable in the roles very experienced playing those characters. And so I can always trust that one of those takes is going to work. There's a certain amount of them understanding and predicting what's going to come next. And the play takes are often, you know, by far the best. But when you have a cast this talented, like I would be stupid, quite frankly, not to not to have you guys, you know, do the takes the way you feel it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is such a depth of talent and, and understanding of these characters and, you know, ownership of the characters that really, you know, Bonnie is Donna. And I would yeah. be foolish not to pay attention. Yeah. And absolutely. you as Mrs. Sheffield, I mean, you are the queen of these wonderful little additions to the lines. And sometimes I try and sneak them in under the next line just a little bit, you know, move that out just a little hair so we get just a piece of it and... It, it is a struggle because there are occasions where I'm like, I want to use all of these and I have to choose. Yeah. And that's actually the worst part is feeling like, ah, oh, I can almost hear it hitting the cutting room floor yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a thud or a sigh. <laughs> what? No, that's not the end of part one of the interview already, is it? I hear your inner thoughts speak. Or oh, worry you not. Part two is available very, very soon on this same feed, folks. Woohoo!
uh, some gentle advice. If you've enjoyed this episode, do not miss the next one for gems from Shannon like this. When I'm having a moment of st- stuckness, I put two characters together in a situation and listen to them talk. Love it. And more words of advice like this. I love that people are doing comedy that is kind. Right. Yeah. That for sure. really is amazing. Like, I think we've developed this idea that comedy has to be harsh and somebody has to be on the blunt end of it. And it just is, you know, it, it's not true. Mm-hmm. There is so much comedy out there that is that is kind and, and still hilarious. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, non, no malice. Just don't miss it. Thank you so much for listening. And please, please, please do share this with all of your audio-loving creative pals on any of your social media It's just me pinging this out, so any help you can give is heartily welcomed. Ping me on Twitter at Quirky Voices or email quirkyvoices at gmail.com to get in touch. And do check out the show notes for all things groovy involved in the podcast. And of course, feel free to become a quirky Patreon do to support this and more original quirky works. Thank you heartily to those that do. I actually love you. (laughs) Well, this is not goodbye, but till next time's chat, stay groovy. And Indie AF, the legends. Oh, Susan.